welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, starring Jerry Springer with Gene Galvin and me, I am Maria Corelli. We are recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience here in Folk School Coffee Parlor of Ludlow, Kentucky. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Springer! Oh yeah! But once again, once once again, Maria, you were lying. I was. Well, you know, we're not in the studio. We're not at a coffee shop. All the way I mean, from Zoom, the land yeah, of Zoom. The land of Zoom. That, oh, that's a good. Yeah. How about writing a song about the land of Zoom? That's true. Oh, I could do that. We could intro yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah, from the land of Zoom. <laughs> hey, you guys look great. You guys hey, see. Oh, hey, Jerry, you look great, too. Oh, well, you just got taste. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Everybody say hello to Facebook Live. Hey, Facebook Hey, Live. Facebook Live. Hey, how you doing? So we do have audio. We had a little trouble with audio last week because we're figuring all this out. It's kind of a unique, Jerry, to... For us, anyway. Yeah. Well, not for David Proust. He's an expert at all this tech stuff. But we, you know, we're overlaying Facebook Live with using Zoom. Thank you, Zoom. And then putting all this out on our podcast where the vast majority of people will listen to this starting a day or two from now when it goes into the archive. But it's kind of fun to be back on Facebook Live. Yeah. Hey, Jerry, I wanted to ask you something. We're going to ask you in a few minutes to do uh, you've been doing these wonderful thoughts from your bunker while we've all been sequestered during COVID-19. And uh, we have Casey Campbell coming on a little bit and Maria will be introducing him in a little bit. He's going to do a song called Oh Ramona. And uh, we're looking forward to that. Casey Campbell, by the way, is our music producer and a singer songwriter uh, and a darn good one. Traveled with us to Cuba. Do you remember that, Jerry? And yes, and got a bigger reaction than I did. I have not <laughs> forgotten. <laughs> what was that about? We're walking you know down that? the streets. They, he, they, uh, you're playing your guitar. People are following you, gathering around you. And mm. I am. Hey, you know what, Jerry? What? Maria, this is absolutely true. Casey Campbell performed at this little club, kind of like a hipster place where you would expect to have some cool music. And in his case, he was doing some wonderful Americana music. So the next night, people were recognizing Casey on the street. Hey, hey, say, say more, say oh more. You know, you, did you sing last Lord. night? Yeah, yeah. And, awesome. and, and Pushing Maria. right by me to get <laughs> yeah. Maria, no one yet recognized Jerry Springer because they don't have a show there. Yeah. Nobody. Oh I do remember that very clearly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we don't do our show in communist countries. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> hey Jerry. Yes. Before before we ask you to give us some comments, I want to ask you something. Yep. And I have this stupid running joke, and it's a stupid ass joke, and it's not worked, and it's beat this horse to death about get Jerry to do something. Rock climb yeah. like you do, backpack. But he hasn't he hasn't done anything he yet. doesn't do it doesn't do it i got one jerry what that i, I will do one, you'll do you'll do it you will do it <laughs> and this is short what? notice but you're going well you're going to do it on thursday 
because you have nothing to do, and here's what it is. And for all I know, maybe uh, Casey and Maria and David Proust will join in. I don't know. It's called the 24-hour challenge. I was reminded of the idea when I did research on Dixie on a couple weeks ago. By the way, listeners, if you hadn't heard that podcast, it's it's a really good interview with uh, Dixie. Jessica Mills is her name. She is a queen on YouTube in the backpacking world, Triple Crown Hiker, Appalachian Trail, Continental Divide Trail, Pacific Crest Trail, thousands of miles she's hiking. She's only, you know, early 30s. So a 24-hour challenge. And Casey, you hiked a big chunk of the Appalachian Trail, right? Froze. I went from Springer Mountains to the mid of Virginia. Hmm. Yeah, they, they named a mountain after you. I don't know if you knew that, Gary. But you went on Springer Mountain? It what? starts yeah, at Springer, Springer in Georgia. Mountain, that's, that's where the uh, Appalachian Trail starts. <laughs> no, I didn't. Seriously, wait. I, I, no, I will do it. But I that's remember true. there is a Springer Mountain. In Georgia? Oh, my God. Well, here's the deal. Um, years ago, Gene, you may remember this. Um, almost 50 years ago or more, more than 50 years ago, after John Kennedy was killed, Bobby Kennedy hiked to the top of Kennedy Mountain and put a flag in there for his oh, his brother. He did. He did. Right. So if there's a Springer Mountain. There you go. I'm going to hike to the top of Springer Mountain. And Gee, put a we found it. My mountain. I am telling you guys, this is I a freaking breakthrough. You can wait, make this happen. We got it recorded. How how high is this hill? Here's the deal. Well, Casey, you tell him. So, the, ac- the access. Well, break. okay. So, yeah. So, so uh, the Springer Mountain is not, you know, it's not an incredibly large peak. But I will <laughs> Story say. Story of my life. That, yeah. um, well, you'll have that. But I will say that at the base of Springer Mountain, uh, around some falls and stuff, is the access trail to actually begin, to actually get to the beginning of the Appalachian Trail. So, the the hike up Springer Mountain is truly no joke. Right. It's about it's about what, six five, miles, six miles, I think. Right? Um, yeah, five six miles. Um, and some. I mean, you cover some elevation quickly, and then uh, you get to the top of the mountain, which is where you officially start your hike. It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of brutal to have to hike to start your hike, but that's what that's what that's what they do. Guess to what, you, so. Casey and Maria. Yes, no, so we just, no, no, we just, I, I, okay. yeah. no, 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 yes. oh no, no, he said yes, <laughs> guess what, no. I will be contacting Dixie, oh. I will say to Dixie, Jerry Springer has agreed that he will hike the access trail, which is like a five mile hike up, there are places to camp in that vicinity, there's actually a shelter right yep. there. We yep. will go there, and that's where he's going to camp out and backpack. We might even go down the AT a little ways and then circle back and come out and go back to our cars. Perfect. That Unreal. is going to happen. Jerry Springer Yay. will climb Springer Mountain. Yeah. 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 No. no. I, you know how you, we joke on the podcast. No. <laughs> Not this time. Not that one. <laughs> this is the best joke I'll ever make. No, you're going to hide it. I hear it was your idea. I think it's a great idea. Now, to prepare for that, one last thing. There is a thing that I am doing, and it's called a 24-hour challenge. Backpackers do this, and they'll say, okay, let's see who can hike the most miles in 24 hours. 
And mm -hmm. I have established one. And by the way, I'm doing it because it's fun and it's interesting, something to do. But also it is a, as I do it, it is a, a tip of the hat, if you will, to all of the essential workers. So if they can deliver my food and, you know, staff and clean the hospitals and be sheriffs and cops and firefighters and run the Walmarts and the Home Depots, all the people who have been sure. helping us get through this. So mm -hmm. I am going to hike starting Thursday morning at nine o'clock and I'm going to hike until Friday morning at nine o'clock. And guess what, Jerry? My wife said, I'm in. She's going to do it as well. Yay, so, buddy. Yeah. So you, Jerry, and I would invite Mickey from your home. I'm going to tell you how to do this very quickly. You're going to get an app for your phone called Map My Hike. It's Under Armour does it. It's a free app. So you only have to pay for it because I know that's an issue. So you're <laughs> <laughs> as, as if, as if. Uh, yeah, no, and, and Jerry, you're going to turn it on. And, uh, you're going to see how many miles you can do in 24 hours and we're going to well, compare wait, wait. notes. I, I, turned, I turn it on and just watch you do it? No, you are going to do it and the you app think is I'm going walking to, for 24 hours? I do. I do. I do Here's think that. Here's what. I do <laughs> think that. Yeah, I got a better <laughs> chance. I got a better chance of climbing Springer Mountain. <laughs> Actually, I agree with that. Here's what I'll do. Here's what I'll do. Because I know you seriously will walk that. So I will say, uh, for every, uh, for every hour that you walk, yeah, uh, I will donate a hundred dollars to that to the fund for the first responders. Okay. Yeah, there are a number of them. And, and very yeah, nice. We'll find one and I'll do that. Yeah. But, uh, the Robin I'll, Hood project in New York, for example, is a yeah. big one. And I will I will send them a check. I'll be taking a nap while you're yes. walking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, here's what I would rather you do. I would rather you do it per mile. Uh, it's not gonna be many more. There's 24 hours and I'm a, you know, I should be able to do uh, more than twenty-four miles. In well, I plan to in that. That's day. what I'm yeah, thinking about. Yeah, that's a great about. idea. Great yeah, idea. That's, yeah, don't go crazy on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, what I'm excited about is this. What I am going to, con Jerry. Th uh, well, this is really serious. You will. It won't. Won't it be great to do a YouTube video? Dixie will do it of Jerry Springer climbing Springer Mountain and camping up there and hiking a little bit more of the Appalachian Trail. It's a very historic trail. And the whole thing is very doable. It is. Isn't it, Casey? It's very doable. It is. Yeah. I mean, that, that, uh, the approach is definitely doable. Yeah. You know, there are parts of the trail that are incredibly uh, challenging, but I mean, I met people, I met people in their seventies, uh, hiking the trail when I was on the trail. Okay. Um, and they had, and they had done it multiple times. Were so they, yeah, you, were could, they, you can absolutely were they in their upper seventies. Uh, yes, I met a PhD professor who was uh, just about to turn eighty, and he was hiking his wow. third through. Wow, hiking. nice, nice! And uh, you'll go as well, won't you, uh, Maria? When we do this, I would love to. Okay, we well, can, we'll have to we, figure this out. Jerry, you could put a little flag up at the top. Do they have? Yes, yeah, you could put a flag. Plant the Springer family flag up there. A teeny little. <laughs> yeah, a little bitty. Do they have? I I don't want to be too personal here, but like, do they have bathrooms along the way? 
Well, yeah, Port of Woods. Woods. Nature is your it's bathroom. It's one big bathroom, Nature Jerry. is your bathroom, <laughs> One big bathroom. No, they do. There are uh, about, about between every eight and ten miles, there are uh, shelters that are built uh, for the most part. That changes sometimes depending on where you are. But for the entirety of 2,200 miles, about every ten miles, there are shelters. Uh, there are usually privies that have been dug out and uh, that are kept along by volunteers. Yep. So. The yep. answer is yes, there are privies, kaibos, <laughs> yeah, that's, whatever that's you want That's what I want to hear. When I have to go, hey, it's eight miles down the road. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be so much fun to teach oh. Jerry. Oh, I no. don't know. Who's going to do it out of squat in the woods? I'm not doing it. I'm not. We'll teach you how. Yeah, we'll teach you how to dig a hole, yeah, Jerry. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> we can make it happen. This is horrible. This okay. is going to happen. I love it. Hey, Jerry. The things, yeah. the things you do for celebrities. Yeah. Hey, give us some thoughts. Every week kind of serves up a new controversy or angle or something. But what, what are your thoughts this week as we are in, I don't know, what are we in, a fourth, fifth, sixth week in, oh, in yeah, uh, yeah. quarantine? What, what are you yeah. thinking? Yeah. Well, um, I jotted down some uh, thoughts again. And, uh, you know, back when Trump was first elected, I talked a lot about Steve Bannon, previously of the right wing Breitbart News, who orchestrated Trump's electoral victory. He was commonly referred to as the brains of the Trump candidacy. He, Bannon, had been looking for an empty vessel, a man with no political philosophy, who would simply adopt whatever was handed him, in this case, Bannon's own worldview. He found Trump. That view was that our world was headed towards a war of civilizations, Christianity versus Islam. And to successfully wage this battle, Bannon believed America needed to purify itself, to make ourselves a purely white Christian nation, ridding ourselves of all foreign entanglements, all immigration, indeed to do away with all remnants of our multiculturalism. And the strategy to get there was pretty basic. Simply dismantle our current governmental structure, eliminate the democratic state with its checks and balances, emasculate our institutions, specifically the press, the courts, the Justice Department, the Environmental Protection Agency, Health and Human Services, the Center for Disease Control, Department of Housing, the Congress, you name it, to simply destroy the American government as we now know it, something no other country has been able to do uh, in our 250-year history. Now, in terms of successfully following through on a national strategy, I think it's fair to say Bannon may be unmatched in our nation's history particularly for a man who never even ran for political office. But though his strategy worked of using Trump and his acolytes to cut the legs out from under the American democracy, he failed to consider what would happen when America was suddenly confronted with a major crisis. And because he didn't, our security, survival, and recovery, to the extent there is one, is now in the hands of these incompetent buffoons who have turned our government into a third-rate reality television show. Bannon's strategy worked, but it has resulted in consequences he never considered, and along with everyone else, could never have wanted. So here we are, 
closing in on 100,000 deaths, millions infected, and our economy wrecked, not to mention the lives of so many of our people. And into this environment comes the always-to-remembered class of 2020. Their graduations now reduced to sheltering-in-place Zoom gatherings, hardly the ceremonial graduations they had been anticipating and looking forward to. Their lives, as with virtually everyone else's, have come to a grinding halt. What now, they must be asking. Where do I go from here? Will there even be a college or graduate school in the fall? What about a job? Will there even be one in the career I was planning? Let's be honest. This can be a pretty scary time. But if you're looking for a silver lining here, this may also turn out by necessity to be a pretty exciting time. Traditionally, graduating classes have been handed an invitation to join the world. But today, the class of 2020 is being handed instead a blank slate. When this pandemic is over and we head on out into the world again, this generation will have the opportunity of starting over, of starting from scratch, of creating a more just, equitable, and perfect society, unhampered by some of the restraints and prejudices we of past generations have handed them. So if I was speaking to this year's graduating class, in fact, if any graduating students are listening to this podcast now, I would ask you this. I would ask you to begin engaging in the political world, not necessarily as a career, but simply to be engaged as a person, to see yourself not just as an individual with personal interests and passions, but as a citizen, accepting not just the rights of citizenship, but its responsibilities as well. I know most folks are tired of politics, perhaps disgusted by the quality of leadership coming from the top. They think it's all a bunch of bull, not to mention corruption. But let me say this to you. Politicians are running our lives. The mess you're currently living in is in large part a consequence of their decisions, behavior, and at best, their incompetence. It won't go away because you choose to ignore it. You are sitting in this world that they bequeath to you. If you don't like it, if you wish something could be done about saving the environment, about racial injustice, women's rights, the growing disparity between the few that have and the masses that either don't or are forced to live paycheck to paycheck, hoping that they don't get laid off or have their businesses shut down and therefore there's no health insurance for their families. Let me be clear, nothing will change for our society, indeed for our country, unless you and your generation decide to jump in and mold this world into the world you want it to be. No question, these are difficult times. Changes in how we do things in some cases will become a necessity. And so recognizing that necessity is the mother of invention, you may wind up having to reinvent your own personal path through life. But I would also hope you choose to help reinvent the path of our nation towards a more direct route to justice. You don't like what you've been handed? Well, then change it. 
In the words of that old inspiring folk song, I say to this year's graduating class, go to it. You've got the whole world in your hands. Yeah. Very nice. Good job. Well done. Job, and I will, now be, yeah. I will now be handing out the diplomas. There you go. <laughs> hey, Maria, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, T. You have one semester left. Yeah, I do. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, my, that's yeah. my reoccurring dream. Maria, before I hand it off to you to talk with Casey about music, I think we should print up that commentary, take it to the top of Mount Springer, and we'll put it on a plaque. <laughs> we'll put it on a plaque. We can do that. Yes. Hey, hey, wait. Yes. Not, not to belabor it, but uh, yeah, imagine yeah. this. Of course imagine this. <clears throat> So if, if Dixie, in fact, guides Jerry and the rest of us up to Mount Springer with Jerry Springer, puts it on YouTube. By the way, I have now have a YouTube channel with three videos up myself about backpacking. Ooh. I'll put it oh, on my wow. channel as well. Lovely, oh, lovely plug. So now listen to this. Yeah. People will begin to think that they named Springer Mountain for Jerry Springer. Yeah. <laughs> that is the mountain. Confederate general or something. They probably named it after. Yeah. But well, that is the mountain alter history thing yeah. didn't work. Maybe no, that didn't will. work. We tried to get his, <laughs> to get his head carved there. Maybe we can find a little rock along the way and carve Jerry's face. Yeah. We'll carve your oh, face into, into a little rock. Yeah. Oh, we will start. Hey, listen, this is Cute. great. Every for all the through hikers to start, and there are thousands and thousands who have started, and you know, lesser yeah. number finish. But we'll, we'll they'll all start thinking Springer Mountain, Jerry Springer. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I saw it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It be. <laughs> yeah. it's on YouTube. Perfect. It must be. Yeah. Hey, people get their medical I've been advice to the from YouTube. Might as well get your hiking. I've been to the mountain. Yeah. I am going to see the promised land. Whoa. <laughs> it's funny. We we really have stumbled on something that will work. Okay, Maria. Carella, no, we're not. Take, oh, <laughs> Jerry's like no. Yeah, no, it, no uh, trust me, it'll work. Maria Corelli. <laughs> yeah, so we will bring it to the music segment of the show. Um, again, you all, we have our our very own Casey Campbell here. Um, we're so happy to have him back, and I feel like I can't ever say uh, I can't ever say enough nice things about him because not only is no. he a wonderful musician, but he's he's very um, you know a, a very intelligent, uh, very passionate, and an amazingly kind soul so he has a lot yes. of wonderful things yeah. to say and what better ways to say them through through your music casey so thanks for bringing all that well, to the table. that was very nice that's true that was and nice. do you feel marie i'm gonna quote i'm gonna quote that in my resume <laughs> yeah. if that's all right do you feel <laughs> like you just do you feel like you just died <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah, am I being you? Yeah. You I know something? Oh, I remember Casey. Yeah. He was so man. <laughs> what hey, Maria, Maria, before you uh no. before you draw a song out of Casey, I wanted to ask Casey and you something. Speaking of music, what do you guys think, you Maria and you Casey, is the comeback process for music and music venues? of the type that you guys do. You guys don't do arenas with 50,000 people. You do wonderfully intimate situations. More, very typical, of more typical of how music is. Yeah. What's the comeback process in the timeline? I, what do you see? 
I'd like to hear Kate. So let's go like one at a time. Cause I want to hear yes. yours. I want to hear, yeah. cause I mean, Casey and I haven't talked about this. I haven't really talked about it with a lot of musicians. So I okay. want to hear what you think Casey mm-hmm. first. What would you say? Um, <clears throat> that's a really interesting question. And, uh, it, you know, I, I think a lot of, a lot of the response is going to be person to person, venue to venue, artist to artist, uh, what you feel comfortable with, what you don't feel comfortable with. Um, I, my personal opinion is this, uh, I feel like we are, we, the United States, we are starting to lax up on our rules and our regulations far too early. Frankly, I don't, I do not personally think I'm going to be comfortable playing a show. Uh, I don't care what the venue says. I don't care what, I I really don't care what anyone says because, um, you know, so, so many factors go in and even, even in the smallest of places, if you have, first of all, if you have a place that usually holds a hundred and they cut their, you know, capacity down to 50. Well, if, if all 50 of those people show up, that's still a crowd. If they're in a place, eating and drinking, or even just drinking, they're going to not be wearing a mask. So it doesn't matter to me, it doesn't matter how many people you crowd in and you can say that you've cut it by this and that there's enough room. No one is protected. I'm standing in front of a microphone singing mm. unprotected. Mm. Uh, I, you know, public restrooms have to be used all of, yeah. like all of these situations. And I understand that statistically, I'm not going statistically i'm not uh at major risk of dying from covid thanks for raising that concerned. issue <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well but but my point being is that i'm very yeah. concerned about the people in my life that are are immunocompromised yeah. Yeah. i mean you were talking gene about the, uh, me hiking the trail yeah. the reason i had to get off the trail was because i got uh i ended up with a MRSA infection which is the uh the uh antibiotic resistant strain of stem. Oh, wow. So I ended up with a very aggressive uh, bacterial infection wow. that now lends me to being more susceptible to wow. it. And so um, even though even though I'm not the biggest at-risk person, yeah. it makes me think so much of the people I know who have dealt with cancer and this and that and the yeah. other. And so personally speaking, uh, I don't know what this process is going to look like. I do know that I am not comfortable with where we are now and I am not personally going to feel pressured to get back into it. Uh, yeah. Maria, I, what are you thinking? I have a couple of like, so mainly my thoughts on the subject is how it's going to look like, because like, that's what I, you know, I've decided to do with my life and I've invested an incredible amount of energy an incredible yeah. amount of money. Like I don't have much money, but the money that I do have, it, pretty much all goes towards a performing lifestyle, a career in yep. performance. So I've thought a lot about this. And um, if you ask me, it would be something like, I think that we, it's just going to create a boom in technology and, and a big, um, a big like leaning on of technology. So like you see like the average age of who signed up for TikTok has yes. has like widened so it's like you know mm-hmm. it's like huh. we're suddenly kind of hitting fast forward on those things and like so 
essentially what it could look like, I think performing would be like virtual, virtual reality. And like, whereas like you could, everyone can watch things from their homes. So I've literally tried a virtual reality. I won't stick on this for too long, but I've tried it. And like, you put it on and you look around and you're literally sitting there with other people, like people who are, who are in their home with their aunt reality. And then you look over and then they could be looking forward. But then if they literally in their homes, look over to you, you can see each other and you can interact mm. and you can hear each other. You could talk. So it could be something like that, I think maybe. And then it's going to be pretty heavily dependent on your like followers on as much as like, a lot of us who don't really know technology, like I'm not super, I don't have a TikTok. Like I think we're, it's just going to light a fire under our butts to like, we got to get followers. We got to find ways to like, (laughs) it's, we got to be better at branding ourselves online to market ourselves because that's what people are going to be comfortable with. Just like Casey was saying, people are not going to be comfortable with, even if like a year from now, people are going to be like, well, remember that? Like, of course I'm not going to go see her. But if like, you know, she's doing a show online that's like and then it's going to be like a certain set amount of people like oh like depending on how many followers you have or how many views or something it'll be like oh she has thousands of followers she can afford to ticket a show with 50 people in a virtual reality room or something you know what i mean interesting yeah and you know those are good are you comfortable casey uh performing and uh, redefining what performing is does that are you fulfilled by that i think maria is and i've watched a lot of her shows i've watched a lot of your shows are you fulfilled by doing uh online stuff or not interesting um fulfilled i uh fulfilled truly i don't know i don't know if i am or not okay um fair enough it and and you know and maria that's a really interesting point Mm -hmm. and and uh i think you're i think you're right that technology is going to lead the way one thing that kind of worries me about that, it's the same thing, frankly, it's the same thing that worries me about uh, education being shoved into homes yeah. and people having to homeschool yeah. via the internet yeah. because the internet, the internet is not a public utility. The internet's not free. And so yeah. for ed- for education purposes, especially, you know, to, to act as though we can just put people in their homes and, oh, they can go along schooling just the same. Well, that all depends on the internet connection that a child may have. And a child may be lagging simply because they can't afford to keep up. Yeah. That, that in my mind, it gets, gets very much to a uh, sort of an institutional uh, segregation that maybe is, is unintended. And I think that the same thing may happen in the arts. Wow. I think the people I'm, firstly, I'm, I'm not very equipped, uh, uh, technologically speaking, because I've always been live performance. Yeah. This is Maria. Yeah. I mean, live performance has been the key and to do it from home is, is a whole different ball game. So yeah. I'm not equipped with the information and the, uh, the hardware, but I'm also, I don't have a couple grand to just go drop yeah. on a home studio. Yeah. And so what I can do is limited by my ability and those things, I think, are going to be really telling moving forward who can make this happen and who can't. Yeah. Good thoughts, guys. Good thoughts. Yeah. Good conversation. We may swing back to this again. What if just yeah, one please. just one quick thought, and I know nothing about this, but it struck me that at least for the time being, what if you found out where I could see where um, outdoor uh, movie theaters um, – mm-hmm 
people yeah. stay in their cars. You would yeah. be yeah, up okay. on stage. Yes. Okay. Bring your own. I've actually, already been putting that together. Yeah. yeah. And, who <laughs> and you're up on stage, you know, with your with correct. You do your own microphone, so you're safe. People stay in their cars. Correct. Good they idea. They open their correct. windows. They're six feet apart, just because of the, the cars. They would be, and I like and, it. and you perform. And you know what? It become. I remember thirty years ago young people started saying let's start performing at the malls at at shopping yeah. malls and uh hey, Gibson, that's a very good what, point. what was her name or uh, i forget the name uh, debbie, gibson. debbie gibson not that i not that i listen yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a, a whole bunch and they started a whole new venue well someone for example when we did the outdoor festival but have people come in their cars or at outdoor movie theaters get a list of in the midwest and just tour and make it the uh, outdoor movie tour. It, yeah. It's really funny you bring that up, Gary, because I'm actually, uh, with the Whispering Beard, yeah. uh, I'm not I'm not spilling any kind of secrets. We're actually working to try to possibly do something like that. Fantastic. Uh, for, the, for those reasons, because it, it's a way to get people engaged, but also be really comfortable in how we can keep people safe. Mm. That's a great idea. I love it. I love it. Good idea, Jerry, and uh, glad to hear that you know, you're you're uh, brilliant and, and intuitive because they're already uh, you're on an idea man. <laughs> yeah, you're an idea <laughs> man. Yeah. Um, so speaking of live performances or yeah. performances in general, Casey, I know that we can't due to audio stuff, we can't um, you know, have you break out the guitar right now, but we if, mm -hmm. if to my understanding, we're going to go ahead and play a song of yours that um, we previously recorded. Um, and if Correct. you would let us know the name of that song again, and um, yeah, go ahead and introduce. Yeah. It. So this is um, this is one of the newer tunes I've uh, written and recorded. I've got I've got songs in the bank that uh, have not been recorded since all of this happened, but this is one of the last songs I recorded. One of the newer tunes, uh, and it's actually with. Buffalo Wobs and the Price Hill Hustle, All right. uh, my, my four-piece yes. band that you know I'm most active with. Nice. Uh, so you can find this music at PriceHillHustle.com or Apple, Spotify, wherever. The song's called O Ramona, O comma, Ramona, exclamation point. Uh, it is sort of a, a throwback to the uh, innuendo style of writing with the early blues pickers and stuff like that. I, I love tongue-in-cheek uh, lyrics yeah. and things like that. And so that this song was truly just kind of a fun tune to to do that with so. all right Tried to eat another, but another won't do. I said, oh, Ramona, 
Casey Campbell, um, and that was him playing it with his band Buffalo Wobs and the Price Hill Hustle. Casey, you told us where we can hear that stuff, but can you um, give us another uh, shout out of where we can hear Casey Campbell music as well? Um, Absolutely. Uh, you can find uh, my last album on Spotify and Apple, all the usual places, Casey Campbell. And uh, you can go to my website, casey-campbell.com. Uh, for any other pertinent information. Awesome. Thank you so much. And Perfect. thanks for being our guest uh, for this week for the podcast. <laughs> hey, my pleasure. It's great to see yeah. you all. Right? And if, Even if we're doing it from, from our living rooms, it's great to see yay. you. Yeah, it's if, great and if to you don't, see you guys. Thanks. Don't, oh, if you don't mind, uh, take us out on um, Down by the Riverside. <laughs> well, all <laughs> With right, Jerry then. taking the birds. <laughs> I think we can do that. Mm, what key will we do Me? this in? Amy, we're gonna do. We're doing the Kia. We're doing the Kia H. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it really is hell. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna lay down my heavy load down by the riverside. All right, down by the riverside. Down by the riverside. We go.
Supply at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Henry for writing our opening song and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com.